0: What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's episode, it is a new year, 2022, and the Bulls are rolling. Seven straight wins, 24-10, and first place in the Eastern Conference. And can anyone, I repeat, anyone slow down the freight train that is DeMar DeRozan. I don't think so. That's all next on Fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go.
1: You are locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part
0: of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson, at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. Bow. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls and hit us up on that text to voicemail line 331-979-1369. And we thank you for making Locked on Bulls your first listen every day. Big Dave. Happy New Year, my friend. Are you ready for another full, your first full calendar year? Locked on Bulls action, baby.
1: Oh, man. It's coming. It's New Year's 2022. I'm still here on Locked On. I'm very excited, as always, to be with you, Matt, and to see your wonderful face. I'm glad you got back home safely. Mm. And, yeah, ready to start this? Ready to talk about this team? Matt, Mm. what the hell?
0: (laughs) Back in the saddle. Uh, Appreciate uh, everybody, for uh giving Dave and I a couple of days off over the holiday yeah, season. Uh, but yeah, I am back, back home in Chicago. Uh, don't love it. There's some snow on the ground. <laughs> there was no snow in Texas. But listen, the holidays for Bulls fans, pretty mm. good, right? I mean, the mm. Bulls keep things rolling. They've won seven in a row, and we we must start here, Big Dave. People have been kind of talking about DeMar DeRozan as a five to ten. MVP candidate through the first 35 or so games of this NBA season when Mm -hmm. you think about what he has done consistently when you think about his per game numbers and especially his fourth quarter numbers Mm. and then I mean back to back back to back three point buzzer beater for the win shots first time it's ever been done in NBA history Dave
1: Mm. Matt it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. And it it's crazy because we talked about it on this show about what he would bring and what he would be to this team. We we sat here and we preached the gospel on it to all y'all about what would happen with DeMar DeRozan. And it damn sure happened. But I don't think Matt and I thought it would happen to this extent to where we're mentioning him in top five MVP voting to where we look at it and we're like, how is he not? top five MVP voting. We don't like it it doesn't make sense now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we saw it to that extent, like all NBA, like king of the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like this kind of guy. But damn it, thank you for being that person, DeMar DeRozan, because it has been amazing to watch. Matt, that shot he hit in Indiana was just unbelievable. You watched him forget the time on the clock. You saw it. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, what the hell are you doing, DeMar? What, What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my God, he's going to shoot that. Oh, my God! <laughs> and and it was weird because you could tell it was a heave, but it seemed like a set shot for him, if that makes sense. Like, it just yeah. seemed like he does not just, like, tossing it over his head or something like that. It still seemed like a kind of a set shot on good defense. Right, It was good defense being played on him, and he's not a three-point shooter. No. Let's deal with that as well. He don't shoot threes, and he's hitting game-winning threes to win it, and you didn't even need a three to win it you could have took the mid-range like he does nope I'm taking the three game over
0: I mean just the the level of calm the level of calm that that guy has uh I think the uh the Wizards broadcaster after his his second dagger in his many days Mm. called him a cold-blooded killer and I laughed when I heard that line because I was like (laughs) that sounds really mean but he's not wrong and uh, he, Demar even said after the indie shot, yeah, I thought I had maybe another second or two and then I looked up and I was like, "Oh, I I got to shoot this." And even still, no panic. And then I yeah, maybe the the shot against the Wizards was even more impressive.
1: Yes. Um,
0: you know, the it, the shot against the Pacers was from further out and certainly not from range where you expect Demar DeRozan to hit a shot like that. But he was double teamed in the corner. And and Demar talked after the game the initial, you know, effort was to try to run that back screen for Zach to pop out open, but Zach was well defended, and then so, you know, got the ball into Demar, and you know, made one guy go sailing out of bounds with a pump fake, and then even still after the pump fake, credit to Bradley Beal who contested that shot about as well as you can, and Demar said, "No, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm going to drain it anyway." And one of the one of the things that people said about Demar when the Bulls brought him in. The the naysayers. Uh, yeah, well, just, you know, the NBA is leaving him behind because he's just mid-range, mid-range, mid-range. And he can't shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Look, you and I have talked about DeMar taking those threes at the right moments while not, like, letting that number of three-point attempts per game climb into an area where you don't want it to be. You don't yeah. need it to be. And I think for the most part, he's done a pretty good job of that. In the fourth quarter, you know what he's shooting from behind the three-point line, Dave? What is that, Matt? What's that? shut up (laughs) and look it's on a small number of attempts obviously but two of those makes that contribute to that 54% three-point shooting in the fourth quarter have won the Bulls their last two games and you know I, I think it speaks to something bigger which is the Bulls we've talked about this they lost these games last year these kind of close games one possession game two possession game Maybe you get the stop on the on the one end, but then, you know, Zach doesn't get the shot he wants or, or misses the shot or the Bulls turn the ball over. They lost countless games like this. And Indiana and Washington, you could both argue, are games that the Bulls maybe did not deserve to win, but shouldn't have won and would not have won last season. And the reason
1: is DeMar DeRozan. You know, they say the difference between... Winning teams and losing teams, there there are several things they say. Um, Execution, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Just being, you know, doing your best in the game, playing hard, you know, all the way to the buzzer, all that kind of stuff. No, the difference between winning teams and losing teams is stars. That's the difference. And right now, the Bulls have a bona fide star in DeMar DeRozan. And have another bona fide star in Zach Levine, all right. Drops 35 to keep that in that game when nobody was playing well. Nobody was playing well. Oh, my goodness, nobody was playing well except for one guy we're gonna get into a little later. <laughs> but yes, DeMar DeRozan, Matt, that, that shot in Washington. I agree with you. I was more impressed with that shot than the one that he did in Indiana because even though you even though he it wasn't as long of a shot like you said he didn't he wasn't as deep or anything like that and the degree of difficulty because of how far back it was and the fact that somebody's hand was in his face maybe the degree of difficulty you can argue was a little harder but the thing was this i don't think many people expected the bulls to win that game including myself i I definitely was like
0: a dozen at halftime just didn't look like they were really into it you know second night of a back-to-back i think there was their fifth game in seven days like
1: it's one of those games. You chalk it up, right? And and you're coming off of New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and and you're coming here and playing on New Year's Day. And matter of fact, on New Year's Eve you play at two p.m. So of course everything is kind of thrown up for you. You play another kind of early game. You know what I'm saying here? Because this was at six p.m. You know here Central Standard Time is about six p.m. So that's a little change right there. And it's another game on the road. And you know what I'm saying? Like Matt said, you were down the whole game. They were being out executed, hustled out everything that game but thank goodness for uh, another player we'll talk about later. And Zach Levine and Vooch, who we'll get into as well. He, he balled as well. But DeMar DeRozan in that, after a great shot, and I'm talking about an incredible shot from Kuzma, who hit a three from way back, and he had not been shooting three-point shots well this season. He just hasn't been. But he hit that three, man, and I mean, with no hesitation. You he just thought it was over. You watching Daniel Gafford do the twist on the sideline. You watching Denny Javier just party. They just knew it was a wrap. Mm -hmm. Three seconds left, he gets the ball baseline, pump fakes, gets one guy to miss, and goes up, like you said, on Bradley Beal right in his face and drains it. Listening to DeMar DeRozan break that down, Matt, was mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. because he's talking about it in such a way that he had 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, well, I knew that if I pump fake, then the guy was going to jump. And all I had to do was reset my feet and get set and make sure I was behind the three point line or the baseline right. and then shoot the ball. What? Yeah, I- <laughs> oh, by the way, I did this in three seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's insane. And matter of fact, even less than three seconds because he had to get it off before the shot hit at zero at three seconds. So that's about two seconds he had to do all of this. And he did all of it, Matt. And it was just mind blowing to just watch it. I lost my mind when he hit it. I just seven games in a row I haven't seen this happen since Zach Levine's uh injury season when they had that fluke seven games in a row when Nico was just going crazy and they did just destroyed everything that we were working for but that was the last time a seven game winning streak happened y'all for this team forget that, that was one.
0: my least favorite seven game winning streak in the history of sport
1: it was everybody's least favorite. everybody's Chicago's least favorite what, okay. are what are you doing dog what, what are you doing? But, man, but this one is legitimate, and just like this team, man, this one is super-duper legitimate, man. It's so amazing.
0: You know, Damar had said recently, you know, after one of his many clutch fourth quarters, like, as long as I have time, I feel like I can give myself and my team a chance to win. And in both of those instances, I thought, he doesn't have enough time to get this shot up, and somehow he did. It's like things move in slow motion for him, and he mm-hmm. distills that level of calm, especially – late and tight games to his teammates who are starting to make some of those big plays late and close games the ways that they didn't used to before he arrived. Um, and, and honestly, like it's DeMar has rebranded the Bulls culture. Um, and, and, you know, we, we still believe in, in a lot of ways that this is Zach Levine's team. DeMar came and joined Zach. Zach has established himself as the star that was already here, but Zach didn't win. Until, got, until Demar got here and I think that Zach is perfectly okay with the fact that things are the way they are now. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about that. And then as you sure. said, we got to talk about Kobe. We've got to talk about Vooch. We'll do all that uh, up on deck. But first, Big Dave, tell the people where they can get themselves some delicious protein bars to
1: kick off 2022 on the right foot. Now, listen, I know you came out that holiday season, you had your Thanksgiving and you had all your wonderfulness, and then you had your Christmas dinners and your Christmas hams and all that sexiness on your plate. I know you did, but now it's a new year. It's 2022, and everybody's got their resolutions. Let me give you a resolution that I think you will keep, and that is having yourself a built bar. Why? Because it is delicious. Why? Because it is healthy. How do you combine both? Let me tell you, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, Four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Oh, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they always have a flavor of the month. Yes, they do. Matthew Peck, could you please let them know what the flavor of the month is in 2022?
0: Mm, well, for those of you who like those marshmallowy built bars, we got two puff flavors right now available: ruby chocolate and lemon-dipped mm-hmm. cheesecake.
1: Oh, slap yourself in the face and then go get you a built bar. That is built.com is where you need to go. Use the promo code Locked15. Get yourself 15% off of your order. That is built.com. Use the code locked 15 Get yourself 15% off your order. Built Bar, start your new year right.
0: All right, moving along, uh, breaking down this uh uh these heroics of Tamar DeRozan, the Bulls seven game winning streak as we kick off 2022 with the Bulls in first place. Um, I saw a few people including some people in my mentions, Big Dave, after Mm -hmm. DeMar's first buzzer beater, saying, it looked like maybe Zach wasn't uh, too happy. Like It seemed like he was trying to call for the ball, and DeMar kept it, DeMar hit it, and unlike all of his other teammates, Zach didn't immediately, with jubilation, run over and and tackle DeMar. Maybe Mm -hmm. he was, for a half a second, feeling a little salty, but DeMar took that shot instead of him. I didn't even respond to any of them, but let's clear the air now.
1: Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> That's how it's cleared. That is an insane thought when I heard that come across. It came across mine as well, man. I, I saw it. And I was like, wait, what? What are people talking about? And I promise you, they was like doing, like I said, like I t- talked about on Bulls Go today. They were doing film breakdowns. this. you know, it was like now look at his face. Right. Watch him the whole time. See how he reacts. Back and to the left. <laughs> Back and to the left. And I'm like, what? Oh, so you mean he was shocked that the shot went in? And you're just like mad because he didn't run down the floor and tackle him? Like, you know, the other 20-year-olds <laughs> that were happy to be down there, like Kobe and Io, who were just like, astounded yeah of course they're going to be doing that that was insane oh his boy Vooch, who he went to college with was his hand, neck hand around his neck happy as hell for him yeah i'm a little shocked by that oh jordan bell who's also his guy who got the game ball for him. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. Yeah, Zach Levine. No, but Zach didn't, didn't do that. Oh, no, it's not there. It's doing stuff. But did you watch it afterwards, Matt? Did you see it after he came back? Who was the first one in his face when DeMar was about to get on camera and talk? It was Zach Levine. That's the one who was in his face. And they were talking like, yeah, that's what the heck I'm talking about right here. That's what I'm talking. Guys, there are no egos here. They don't care. <laughs> Zero care. When we learned that the first time they had this opportunity, Matt, when they played the New York Knicks and we all thought Zach should have took that final shot, but DeMar took that shot and he missed it. Zach was like, all right. DeMar said, well, you know, I missed it. I get another opportunity. Like it, nobody can. It was like an afterthought to them that it would be, well, I don't, who should get the ball? Should it be this guy, or this guy, one A or one B? Nobody gives a damn. You know what they look at? The wins, the losses. Cause Zach Levine's been looking at that L column <laughs> for about seven, eight years. It's been piling up. He Now he sees them wins piling up nicely. DeMar sees that chemistry. There's no egos on this team. It's just beauty. And en- stop trying to steal joy. Enjoy this, y'all. This is beautiful. And look, Zach it, was cooking God.
0: in the first quarter. What was he, like four or five from downtown in the first quarter? Yeah. On a night, like we said, the Bulls were looking a little sluggish. Uh, they, they weren't getting a lot of help from any of their supporting cast. Zach gave them a chance for DeMar to win the game, you know, as did Kobe. We'll get to him in a minute. But, you know, everyone's playing their roles. And like you said, no egos on this team, and they all say it. How many times did they all have to say it before Bulls fans believe it? Instead of trying to drum up this crap, oh, well, Zach didn't immediately throw his hands up at celebration. I think maybe he's starting to get a little burned by this attention that DeMar gets, or the or the shots that DeMar gets late at the late at the end of games. Listen to Zach's words. This is Zach after the after the, the second buzzer beater. The chemistry came really, really fast and really easy. We don't have any egos regardless of who has it going that night or who has it going in a quarter, we'll both come together, me and DeMar, and look for other guys and get them involved throughout the game and just try to figure out how to win the game. That's been the first and foremost thing that has helped this team. That's it. Like, I I want this to be the last time we talk about this because it's it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense, (laughs) but we had to address it It once to tell any Bulls fans out there who are worried that Zach... No. You know what? You know what? There is no one more thrilled that DeMar DeRozan is wearing a Bulls jersey every night than Zach Levine. Stop. Facts. Facts. Matthew Perry. All right. The um, right there. Kobe White. Big Dave. Oh, Kobe White.
1: <laughs> I'm just, just going to say the name Kobe White and I'm going I'm to give that to you. Get, can we? Go ahead. Just get your, get your laughs off. Thank you, Matt. Oh yeah, uh, oh, the hilarity, the, the just it's oh, Let me get into this because I've been waiting for this right here. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up? Good to see you. Nice talking to you. Y'all know who I'm looking at. I'm looking at all y'all who are continuing to hit me up, who are continuing to be all of it, my mentions, all of it, my YouTube comments, talking to me, talking to Matt, trying to tell us guys, this Kobe, this Kobe White guy. I think he's not going to have it. He's not in shots. Well, you know, he's only played about, you know, four games and things like, oh, he should have it together in four games. He's not consistent. We see he's not consistent. Really? Well, you know, he had COVID. You know, he had to get reacclimated. Well, he doesn't play defense. He can't do that. Oh, we got to get him out of here. Get him off our team. He can't be here. Shut the hell up. We sat here and yelled and told you about when it got down to it we told you six months you ain't played basketball don't do something for six months anything i don't care pick it don't do something for six months and watch how you will change and how hard it will be for you to get back to it and i'm talking about something that you do that you're good at don't do it for six months and see what happens kobe white couldn't play couldn't practice couldn't be with the team brand new teammates. New coaching staff, all this stuff, brand new to him. The only person that he knew was Patrick Williams and Zach Levine. They're the only people he really knew, all right? He didn't really know nobody else. He's getting brand new to it. Getting reacclimated, getting back to a new position because he's going to the bench before he was starting. Now he's going back to the bench. Getting all this stuff together, okay? Comes in, plays a few games, doesn't look great, but he's showing, you know, those flashes and things that I'm looking at because, like I was coming on here and saying, I like this defense. I thought his defense was looking solid. You know, and Matt wisely, because Matt, you know, has to wait. He's got to see more first, and I appreciate that about him. He was like, I got to see a little bit more. But I'm like, it's there, Matthew. I just got to see it. Just got to see it. Here comes Pelton Protocols. He goes back out. So that shuts him down. Then he comes back in, and you start to see it. You saw It started before that, actually, because that Orlando game, when he had 20, you saw it like, okay. I see that. You know, he's still, he's getting his touch back. He's getting his scoring back and things like that. These last few games, you have truly seen everything come together. You've seen the scoring. You've seen the decision-making. You've seen the defense. Let me break down all three for you. The scoring, y'all are insane to think Kobe White wasn't going to be scoring like he was, all right? That's just what he does. He puts the ball into the bucket. That's what he does. That's why he still is in the league. And he's going to be in the league for a long time because he scores. No matter what, he's going to score. That's just what it is. And he's going to do it, especially even in a better way, like Matt Peck likes, in a catch and shoot. Because he's deadly when he's doing that. And you see that happening, don't you? Yeah. Second thing, the play of the point guard that he's playing. Matt, in these past two games, these back-to-back games, the first game, I believe he played 34 minutes. and this last game, he played 37. He's had one turnover total one one and that was in the game against indiana so that means when he played longer he turned the ball over at all zero times zero zero here's the other thing i'm going to talk the defense kobe white didn't just win you these games because he was scoring Because let's be real, without Kobe White scoring, they weren't winning these last two games. Especially that Indiana game when everybody was off. Kobe White's 24 was what carried them. And then in the next game, those 20 points that he had were huge. And when was he getting those points? He was getting them throughout the game and then hitting clutch buckets in the fourth. He did it in both games, hitting clutch buckets. But this is what I'm trying to tell you. The defensive plays that he made in both of those games were huge. Matt, in that Indiana game, when DeMar DeRozan went ahead and hit that three, you know who was it that got that ball and took that loose ball away from Indiana and got on the ground and got that ball and kicked it over to DeMar DeRozan? Who was that? That was Kobe, MF, and White. That's who that was in the game against Washington. Let's see. They go Bradley Bill going down, trying to get down the lane. Ooh, who comes down and takes that ball from Bradley Bill? Who? Who was that doing that stuff? Oh, I'm sorry. I I couldn't tell that was Kobe White. Cut his hair off. Oh, yeah, that's Kobe White doing that. I don't think you can still do it, guys. I don't know. All I'm trying to tell y'all is this. Y'all have been very damn quiet when all this stuff has gone down. Y'all were loud as a bell when this was going on, when he was struggling. I heard from all of y'all. Y'all were consistently hit me up when I kept telling y'all to wait. Give me some time. Give him some time. Give him some time. Give give him some time. Yeah, no, I'm done. I don't need to say anymore, I'm done. Now you, this is happening, I don't hear from none of you. Where you at? Are you still on vacation in the new year? Where you at? I ain't heard nothing from you. Hit your boy up. I miss you. I'm looking for all y'all. Hit me up and let's have a conversation about Kobe White. Because all I want to hear is, you know what? He's playing better. That's all you got to say. He's playing better. You, you don't have to say, I was wrong. I'm this way. I don't even want to hear all that. Just be like, you know what? Kobe's playing better. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for him because this helps our team. That's all I want to hear. And next time, listen to me and Matt when we're telling you stuff. We're telling you, we're not just talking. I know we're yelling and we're silly. I understand all that. But damn it, Matt Peck knows what the hell he's talking about. I know sometimes (laughs) what I'm saying. Just listen to us when we're talking some basketball. Sometimes, y'all, sometimes we know a little bit about what we're talking. Kobe White. Woo, that felt good. Man, I've been waiting to get that off my chest. Mm. <laughs> I feel better. 2022. That was, 2022. Uh, that uh, was very uh, enjoyable uh, for uh. me.
0: Just, just look back. And, I, I, I needed <laughs> one of your bags of grapes this whole time to just slowly enjoy them <laughs> one at a time. Uh, listen, uh, oh, you, you mentioned the one turnover in these past two games against Washington and Indiana. If you throw in the second of their two games against the Hawks, in that game in which he had 17 and mm-hmm. 12, I repeat, 12 times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's averaging seven so nines real. over these past three games. He's got 21 assists over his past three games to only four turnovers. 21 assists, four turnovers in the last three games. Now, when Kobe is asked by, in this case, Chris Fleming filling in for Billy Donovan, all right, here's what your role has been. Now we need you to play this role. You're our starting point guard while Alonzo's out. We need you to knock your shots down and take your shots when you find your shots. But we also need you to orchestrate a little bit of this offense for your teammates out there. Kobe said, no problem, coach. 21 assists, spanning three games. I mean, what, what, what more do you want from the kid uh, to, to see that what he needed was just a little bit more time to get his rhythm back and an opportunity to shine. Now, the other thing, you know, and, and you're right. I, I wanted to see a little bit more before throwing some of that praise on Kobe for an improvement on the defensive end. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see it, mm-hmm. a, and not just his on-ball defense, which has never been great, but it's been okay. What has really impressed me more recently mm-hmm. is Kobe's awareness and competence off the ball, because I think mm-hmm. through his first two seasons, mm-hmm. I would get frustrated a lot watching Kobe. Play defense off the ball and just completely zone out. He, he it just like it's like if he wasn't guarding on the ball, he was like, oh okay, I'm just going to stand here until we get the ball back. And you you know he would get beat on backdoor cuts, he would lose his man, he would get confused on switches. This season and in this recent stretch of games, you see him not only doing a better job of staying on his assignment off the ball, but even coming and helping off the weak side. Like mm. seeing Kobe White contribute from like help defense scenarios is not anything I had really ever seen before. And he's making some big help Fair. defense plays from the weak side. And I'm like, wow, where's that been? More of that, please. <laughs> so, yes, credit to Kobe yeah. for not only providing what has been asked of him on the offensive end in Lonzo Ball's absence, and hopefully that you know, does not get disrupted when Kobe's role once again shifts to going more of a reserve role once Lonzo's back, but keep up that defensive improvement because this team, if they are going to go far, they have to continue to be a team that gets stops when they need to to late in games and is a top 10 defense. And Kobe playing Hmm. significant minutes was always one of the ones that I worried about when it comes to the Bulls having five competent defenders on the floor at all times. You know, you 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 know, you you, you can mask certain that. defensive weaknesses of one guy on the floor if the four others are out. You know, so it's not like everybody out there, it doesn't have to be a stellar defensive player. But again, what have we said? A lot of defense is about effort. Even at the NBA level, it's about effort. Kobe's focus and effort, especially his off-ball defense, from what I have seen. Is improving and credit to him for that. Um, last thing before we get out of here, big Dave. Speaking of Bulls players who have been certainly a focal point among the fan base to nitpick and criticize, despite the team's early season success. Can can we can we give it up one time for the big man? Nikola Vucevic. My goodness, my goodness. Oh, 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 was it just a shooting slump like we told you? Were the Bulls still winning games despite the fact that he was in a shooting slump? Was he still providing the Bulls with a lot of useful things on the floor every night, even when a shot wasn't falling? Did we tell you that? Did Big Dave and I sit here and say, hey, everybody who's out there on Bulls Twitter saying, Vooch sucks, this guy sucks, this guy's trash. Did we tell you all to calm down a little bit? I think we did. I think we did, and yeah. goodness I gracious, <laughs> I mean, Zach and Damar, an amazing one-two punch. We said, if the Vooch, who's a two-time All-Star, like Kobe has struggled to do, but we we believed it would happen, would find comfort in his role with new teammates and, and readjusting to being the third offensive option on his team every night and come out of that shooting slump. You think that might add yet another mm-hmm. level of potency to just how good this Bulls team can be. And you and I were thinking about that potential and that possibility while a lot of Bulls fans were saying, yes. "This guy sucks, get rid of him." For a t- for a 10 to 15 game shooting slump. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. It's insane, man. Yeah. It's in- it's insane watching him like you said, coming to that role where he's like, okay, I'm the third guy. I'm comfortable right here. This is where I need to be. Thank you. All right. I just needed to figure that out because, again, he's number one. His whole like um, I shouldn't say whole career, but the vast majority of his career in Orlando, he's the number one option. You know what I'm saying? Like, And as a guy who's not the primary ball handler, that means you're used to having the ball in your hands a lot. So probably not having that as much, You know what I'm saying? In spurts, because they were giving it to him, of course, when they would first start the game. And you would see them, you know, especially Lonzo and Zach, were definitely trying to feed him. You know what I'm saying? So he can get off and do his thing. But throughout the game, not being the guy who has to have the ball in his hands all the time, was different for him. What I also like what Zach did, Matt, in that game against uh, uh, Washington, was he looked, that play he threw to Vooch before DeMar hit that shot. He had DeMar at the three-point line. Well, he could have got him the ball, but he went, they said, went over to Vooch on a great pass, by the way, because he fooled the defender and bought Vooch some some space when he did that. And I hadn't seen that previously. Last time I saw that was the New York Knicks game when they gave him that uh, trailer three and he cut that lead to one. But this one was to take the lead, and I thought that was a great play. And it says something about Vooch, you know what I'm saying, and how they feel about him, that they trust him in those moments as well. Other thing I wanted to talk about, Matt, was one, I remember people were arguing about his rebounding. They were telling me, like, oh, man, well, you know, he's got to get a bunch of rebounds. You know, this guy should be getting, like, 15 a game, 15, 20 rebounds a game. I was like, all right, maybe, but, you know, he's in a slump right now. Everything is predicated on his scoring. He has shown you that. His defense is and his offense. Let me tell you what he was in rebounding (laughs) since probably the day after Christmas, Matt. Let Let me just run these down. 15, 17, 20, 16 and 12. And when that 12 hit, that was in a back-to-back and he scored 22 points. So it's different because he's comfortable now. Now he knows his role and what it needs to be in this game. And also in that 20 also I'm sorry, in that 17 rebound game, he also had 6 assists and like 4 blocks. A stat line that nobody has and ever 20, had in the history of the NBA points. to go yeah. with those 24 points. Yes, to go with that. And the 24, the shooting has been better. You know, the, the percentages have been much, much better. And he's, it feels like he's taking more threes, which tells me he's comfortable doing that. I don't have a problem with Voot shooting threes. I was getting into arguments with people before the season started. He's taking too many threes. Big guys should be down there getting rebounds. Well, how about he shoot eight threes and get you 20 rebounds? You know, he can do both of those things. He's showing you what the talent that you have. Look at this human being. This ain't normal. A dude who can shoot like this and rebound like that and also pass the basketball. That's not normal. I guarantee you it's going to be a game, Matt, where he wins it for the Bulls by himself, where he's going to have a just stupid, monstrous game. Like, he's already had one, but I'm talking like a 30-plus, 15, (laughs) 16-rebound, seven assists, three-block, two-steal game where he hits like five threes. It's going to happen because that's how good he is. And all those numbers I gave you are are things that are not unachievable for him (laughs) because we've seen him do it. He's that good. You don't trade that. You hold on to that. You want that on your team because you're going to need it, especially in them playoffs, man, when it gets to a half-court offense. Shout out to Vooch for just continuing to work and do his thing, man. It's beautiful to watch him be comfortable. The Bulls it really
0: is. went 10 and 2 in December. Boot shot 36.5% mm. from behind the three point line in the month of December. <laughs> he averaged 17.5 points and 11.5 boards and 2.5 and assists and 1.3 blocks. I mean, mm. look, the, yeah. sc- the scoring is going to come up. <laughs> and you-, you mentioned the uh, you know, the rebounding nitpick issue that some people have. Well, you know, if he can't, uh, if he's not going to make his shots, getting at least rebound? You know, the, the the rebounding numbers have been really big recently, but even across the entire season, Booch is averaging 11 and a half. Seventh leading rebounder in the NBA. Seventh.
1: <laughs> slump. He's not good enough. That's in a slump. He was <laughs> still, like, that's what I couldn't understand, man. Like, even when they were talking about the slump, I'm looking at, I'm like, He's averaging 15 and 11. Right. Like, as, wait a minute. As, as, like, the the what? as the what? As the third option. Third. Three. What
0: do you Three. want? Your third option Three, averaging y'all. 25 a night? What? What, what, what is that? What is that? It doesn't make sense. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. The
1: third options do every night. <laughs> It's not a thing, He's right. Well, I want dudes to average it's 30. Me, oh
0: and God. and Zach and DeMar to each only average 15.
1: <laughs> oh, man. And then, it, oh, we told you it didn't work. We told you. Look at that. They're slumping. They're struggling together. Y'all going to have to learn to be happy. That's all I'm trying to tell you. You're going to have to learn to be happy, man, and enjoy this and appreciate it. Just look at what we have, man. You're 24 and 10. You out here winning with Matt Thomas.
0: Exactly. what that's who you're out here
1: winning with, Half ain't with out there.
0: Ah, my goodness that's <laughs> JK JK respect shout out Matt Thomas respect the legend <laughs> speaking Thomas, of white guy try hard like legend of the NBA shout but out yeah, to Archie man. who just got a 10-day contract with the New York <laughs> Knicks him and Tim's the new <laughs> Tim NBA love crazy. affair oh my god it's gonna Tim be great wild. Uh, listen, okay. Well. <laughs> we know that we just spent the better part of, uh, you know, 35 minutes, uh, clowning some of you out there in bulls nation for your lack of patience, uh, for one player or another, or some, some of the DeMar non-believers out there. Um, now that we've gotten that out of the way with our first episode of 2022, we move forward and we continue to evaluate this bulls team game by game. Um, um, and they've got the Orlando Magic on deck. Orlando seven and twenty-nine on the season. Bulls hosting them on Tuesday night. or, or on Monday night, sorry. And yeah. uh, you you could be talking about a trap game, or you could be talking about the Bulls extending this winning streak to eight games. Gosh! Woo woo! Let's go double! Let's go double-digit State. Let's go double-digit. Why not? Mm.
1: Right? Let's get crazy! Let's get crazy out Uh, here. Why not, man?
0: I know uh, we we got some catching up to you on our text and voicemail line from over the holidays. Uh, So we will try to do that at some point towards the back end of this week. In the meantime, share your Bulls thoughts with us. 331-979-1369 is that number to text or call and leave your voicemail. For Big Dave, I am Matt. Happy New Year, Bulls Nation. We are in the number one seed in the east 24 and 10 <laughs> until tomorrow take care see red be good
1: Peace out. we love y'all bulls fans we love y'all